Have yourself a merry BB Christmas. Let your mochas be white. From now on, your husband's in the Starbucks light. Here we are in the pandemic days where fashion's gone away for good. Faithful listeners are dear to us. Raise your Starbucks cup once more Through the years we'll be basically basic Doing basic girl things You go girl But thank God for Jesus Christ to always A merry BB Christmas. Hi, guys. My name is Hannah, and I am so excited to be a guest this week. Guys, this series has been so fun to walk alongside of y'all, and I've just been so encouraged to see how the Lord is moving in each of your lives thus far, and just can't wait to hear more. Um, So if you guys haven't already jumped on the Facebook group or in the Instagram community, we would love to hear what God's teaching you. So go and comment and interact and um, share with us because we want to learn from you too. But we are just so excited to spend time reflecting this week on scripture surrounding the pause and the celebration of the holy night, Jesus' birth. Guys, this is the night that transformed the transformed the world. So let's just sit and think about that. And I really don't think about that often, but when I say it out loud and I study it, this is really the night that transformed all of creation for all of mankind. And without it, gosh, I don't even want to think about that. But without it, we would be such in a different place today. But praise God, we're not. But before we dive into the Holy Night, I just wanted to say really quick, if you are new to following Jesus or if this is the first Advent season that you found yourself truly pausing and reflecting and diving into, we're just so glad to be doing this with you. And guys, even if this is the first day that you've even thought about talking to Jesus and opening your Bible ever. There's no shame. We're just excited to do this with you and grow together in what God's teaching and reminding us in this season. There's a patient God who genuinely just loves you and he tenderly bends down to each of us and just is just ready to meet us right where we're at and listen. Psalms 116 tells us that. And guys, one of my favorite Psalms, um, when I think of that, it just reminds me of Psalm 34, 5, where it says, those who look to the Lord are radiant and their faces are never to be covered with shame. And so I just pray that that's an encouragement to you as you kick off this day and just kick off reflecting on the holy night. So let's dive in. So when I think of the holiness of God, it really brings me back to the actual night the night that was set apart, and then, of course, the song. Um, and so I would love to read with you guys about the night that was set aside, a holy night. And so we're going to dive into Luke 
chapter 2, verses 4 through 20. And if you don't have your Bibles, that's okay. You can look at this later. And if you're driving, um, be careful. Do not pull out your phone. Just wait till later. But um, I'm going to dive in. So verse 4 in Luke chapter 2 starts with, And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who is with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those who with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And then they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen as it had already been told to them. Guys, So I know that was a lot, but I am just, the first thing I think of after I read about this night is just Mary, the mama. I mean, can you imagine what it would be like to be Mary, to be told by an angel before you were even pregnant that you would be giving birth to the son of the most high? And then for the night that you give birth, that it's confirmed that you gave birth birth to, in fact, the Savior of the world that everyone's been waiting for, who is Christ the Lord. I have to read verses 19 and 20 over again to you guys, because I just love these two so much. But it says, but Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard, as it had been told to them already. I just love how the scriptures literally say Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart, alluding to this is a moment she had been anticipating and therefore she was ready. So she really could savor every ounce of the gift that had been sent from God. What she and the people had been told had come true this night. Jesus had come. Jesus was born. The savior of the world was born. And I don't know about you, but how often are you told something and you don't really believe it or treasure it until you see it or until after the fact when you know it actually can be trusted? I know for me, I'm a fellow Enneagram 6. I struggle with this so much. I look for all safe environments, all answers, and to be always prepared. Shout out my sixes out there. Um, But I just love how the first time when the angel Gabriel told Mary, she just simply believed just because she simply loved and trusted God so much. Even though she was a little shocked, how was the impossible going to happen? She was just such a servant of God, and she 
even though shocked how the impossible would be possible, she was prepared and ready. So when the gift came, Jesus is born, she just treasured it so much. And then when the angel Gabriel came back again and shared the news with the shepherds, confirming that the Savior was born, there was a gathering of worshiping and celebration. They had been longing and waiting and had grown weary for so long. It had been 400 years of just nothing. And finally, the Savior came. And so this just brings me to the first thing that stood out to me is, gosh, y'all, God can use normal people to allow holy things to happen. God literally used a normal woman who simply loved God, was ready and eager to trust God, and he used her to usher in the Savior of the world. So just sit in that. I know there's so many times that I just credit myself that, oh, God can't use me, or why me? And no, look at the story of Mary and Jesus. This is just amazing. The impossible made possible because she just simply trusted the Lord. And then also the other thing that sticks out to me when I read about this holy night is the holiness of God and works of God are something that we should treasure and store in our hearts every day, even as we wait for those answers so we can savor his promises. God and his word are worthy. God and his word are worthy of being trusted. And so I don't know about you, but I can get focused on timing so often in my life of gosh, this isn't ideal and God, I wanted this answer by now, but we can trust what God's word tell us, tells us and his promises never show up and come up void. They always come up as he says. And so we can trust that God is good and that he is for us. And as we look back at the story of this holy night and Mary and Jesus, we see a prophecy that was predicted in the Old Testament, just totally fulfilled. Even after those 400 years of silence, the hope and the light of the world came to rescue us. God literally sent his very own son as fully man and fully God as a baby so that we could have someone to not just only relate to us in our days of suffering because he was fully man, but also someone that would fully cover our brokenness. This was such a sacred night. What a sacred night his entry was because the perfect sacrifice has come. So the other thing that I think about when I think of just the holiness of God and the holy, one of the holiest nights is the song. So I don't know if your mind jumps to Mariah Carey. Mine does immediately. I cannot sing like her. Wish I could. Um, or if it's Shane and Shane, but this song, Oh Holy Night, truly can silence a room. When I read the lyrics of this song, and I encourage you to read these later, but I just immediately jump to a desperate need for a savior. I just read that through the words and I, you can almost just feel it in your soul when you sing the song or you read the words. And I will not sing this for you. Cami or Amanda could break out a tune for you and it would sound glorious, but I'll save you from my version. <laughs> but as I read, Oh, holy night, the stars are shining brightly. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, come hear the angel voices. O night divine, O night when Christ was born. Guys, I don't know about you, but this year for me has just been beyond any year of my life of feeling heavy. I have grown weary. I have cried a lot. I have been discouraged. I've been angry. I've been frustrated. 
I've just spent many nights in tears and anxiety and just pleading with the Lord for an answer to be rescued just from the heaviness of things that are going on in my life, pandemic and personal, just everything. And I've just felt similar to the Israelites in their pattern of calling out God like they did in the Old Testament, and then they forgot what God had already done. And then I read and study the scriptures of this holy night and listen to the songs and just, wow. I feel like one, I'm humbled. And two, I feel exactly like the Israelites, even though I make fun of, okay, why do they keep doing this? I'm like, hello, that's me. I just keep redoing the same thing and forgetting God's promises and his gifts and the things that he just redeems me from and saves me from. But I just sit and I'm reminded when I read these things of not only the many things that God has done, but the season, the day, the person who just changed everything for me, Jesus. And so, yes, I can plead and fight and stomp my feet as much as I want, but hope and purpose are not lost in this pandemic. Hope came and his name is Jesus. And that changed everything. It changes everything. It's alive and active. And I can't forget that. My weariness can turn into rejoicing because his purpose for my suffering and the unanswered things aren't lost on God. He's on the throne and he continues to remain faithful, even if it's not in my time. And he will return again. He promises that. So we can celebrate and we can rejoice because we don't have to wait for a world to change, to fill us with hope. The world was changed because hope came. So we don't have to wait for that. So I'm saying that again to myself, and if you need to repeat that to yourself, do it out loud. Hope has already come. He came. And then the lyrics continue on in the song. You read that his law is grace and his gospel is peace. Chains shall break, shall he break. Guys, he came to set us free. God's son was sent to take away the weight and the penalty of sin and death and brokenness in this world so that we could be set free. And then the song wraps up, wraps up with falling on your knees, surrounding all, surrounding all and sweetly listening to the angels praising his name. Guys, and if you just really reread that over and over, you just see this picture of there's no effort needed on our part. The Lord just wants us to rejoice and soak in this holy gift that he sent Jesus into the world. And just so often, I know I do this, but we can just make this life so much more complicated, harder, heavier on ourselves than we really need to by growing weary and forgetting just these profound acts of love that were set apart wholly instead of simply resting in the truth that God sent baby Jesus in a manger to cover it all. Every little thing, yes, God sent Jesus to cover it all. So even that thing that you want to say, but but what about this, Hannah? What about this, Cami? What about this, Amanda? No, God wants to cover that too. I promise you. The God of the universe simply wants our full attention and for everyone to know this true freedom found through Jesus. He wants to rescue us from this world and he created a rescue plan. He shows us it in his word and then we see it in his actions. Guys, he loves us and he has a plan for each of us in our stories, even the most complicated of them. He has set us apart, made us holy as his sons and daughters. So don't forget that. So as we close today on reflecting on one of the holiest nights of them all, the night that transformed the world, I pray these truths encourage your heart to surrender whatever is holding you back from fully receiving this holy gift of Jesus daily. And so I leave you with one question. One challenge, one thing to really ponder on today when you have a couple of minutes to yourself. What thing are you holding on to in your life that you have not let Jesus die for? 
What's the thing that you're clinging so tightly with your fist because you can't imagine anyone knowing or understanding? Is it a secret you promised you were taking to the grave? Is it a habit or a hangup that's keeping you from experiencing the full anticipation of Christ? Is it just a doubt? Whatever it is, what's that one thing? And my encouragement to you and challenge is just to go and find one person who loves Jesus and tell them. Tell them your hurts. Tell them your doubts. Tell them the thing that is keeping you in bondage. Romans 8.1 says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that means there's no shame for those who are in Christ Jesus. John 10.10 says Jesus, yes, baby Jesus, the one that came in the manger, came so that we would have life and have it to the full. And so guys, I just pray that this truth in God's word and this song, as you reflect today, is just an encouragement to you. We're so thankful that you guys tune in and listen and share your time with us. Truly, it's an honor and privilege um, that you even would listen to what God has put on our hearts. And so we just encourage you guys to jump in on the Facebook group or reach out to Cami or Amanda through any of our social media channels and just ask us questions. Tell us what the Lord is is doing in your life. We want to learn from you guys too. Guys, we don't know it all and we have lots to learn from you. And God uses community in bold, amazing ways. And if you don't have community, let us be that for you. We want to be that safe spot for you. And so guys, we love you. We're encouraged by you. And we just wish you the sweetest Merry Christmas.